0: Keep your hands up, what, what? Uh-huh. put your hands up, come on, come on, keep your hands up. We back, we back, we back, we back. Put your hands we up, we back, we back again. Keep your hands we up, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, I we back again. I remember the days of my chest be right. Do the just
1: It is so great to be back. Hello to everyone once again, and welcome back to an all-new episode of FuryCast, our Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast, providing you with the week in entertainment news as told from our full Film Effect point of views. In case you forgot about us,
2: I'm Ed.
3: I'm Jocelyn.
2: I'm Andrew. I'm Jeff. I'm Justin.
1: And if you can... Believe it! It's a Friday once again! Okay, before we dive into the format, I want to welcome everyone back to the podcast once more, and then I also want to let our listeners know that with our return back from our brief hiatus, we will be slightly tweaking things a little bit, so bear with us. We're going to be accommodating... Something for everyone with the show now. What I mean by that is now we'll be catching up with everyone individually after the intro and just talking about how our week's been and everything going on, giving the audience a more personal experience because we're all friends here at the Film Effect, and that goes for the listeners and the hosts. And I want everyone to feel like they're hanging out with us with every listen. That's all. And then we'll be talking about all the news from the week in entertainment, like we did before, aka the drip. And then we'll be Expanding the conversation and having a weekly discussion about a topic that's related to cinema each and every week, one topic per episode. It could be a variety of things. There's so many things for us to talk about, such as today when we have an intelligent conversation about what actually makes movies good to us. So we'll be doing that each week right after the drip. So that's basically it. And then the rest of the format remains the same. coming attractions, recommendations, wrap up. Another change going forward is the addition of another Film Effect co-host. If you've listened to our Jaws episode from last summer, then you've definitely heard this person before. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and heroes, everyone, please welcome our newest Film Effect co-host, my good friend, Mr. Jeff Phillips, a.k.a. Rex Golden, a.k.a. Sam Raimi in the flesh. Welcome to the show.
4: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's fitting, too, because today is the twenty. where is it? What is the ad- it's I know it's 40th. the anniversary of the release no. of Jaws 48 almost 50 years ago it's hard to believe
1: cuz it's the 45th anniversary of Jaws 2 if I'm not mistaken I think that came out in 78 but I digress but yes Jaws No Jaws
0: Jaws came out in like 77 I thought Jaws 2
1: Jaws 1 came out in 75
0: Okay, yeah, that it's makes 75 sense. 75 because
4: I'm, I'm 48. It came out, like, the year after I was born.
1: And Jaws 2 came out June sixteenth, nineteen 1978, so that anniversary was a few days ago.
0: Well, goddamn, pal, I'm usually really good on release dates as far as the year Not goes. today. But I guess I was way off with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not today. But yeah, ultimately, I just kind of wanted to get Jeff on here, and what's going to happen down the road is him and Corey are going to be kind of just... Going back and forth, piggybacking off one of each other off of off of each other, being my co-host. Um, just because I want to give Corey a break, I personally feel like he deserves it. And yeah, that's all. So welcome aboard and then you'll be here with uh all of us each week for fewer casts, like we all do. Other than that, gang, how we doing?
0: Good morning
1: everybody,
4: I'm Chuck Woolery. Let's get first Good
1: yeah, Pretty good. swell for sure. Uh, has everyone been enjoying their summer so
0: far?
3: I'm just happy I don't have to drive my kids to school every day. It's nice <laughs> not <laughs> getting up early and having to get them ready.
0: it be. Over I feel like more. I haven't. I feel like I haven't had that summer feel quite yet, but it'll hit me for sure. You are right about
4: that, man. Like I, I don't. This is the like the most spring summer ever. Yeah, you know, like it's just it just hasn't gotten like super hot. You know, like the days when you want to use the pool it's even if it's like 80 degrees out it's still windy you know what i mean it's just not it hasn't gotten like super hot and stayed hot long enough you know to really feel like summer and then we are about to get hit with like a week of rain i mean and it's like the middle of june like when's when's my hot weather coming
0: i still have to debate whether i'm wearing shorts in the fucking morning or not that's weird yeah Mm -hmm. like
4: (laughs) i say it feels more like 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 early may than it does like the middle of june
1: yeah, I, I was def- I was thinking the same thing, um, except yesterday. I, I I went down to... Uh,
4: Look, yesterday was hot. Well,
1: yesterday I went to Fort Howard and went for a hike, and I took a pre-roll with me, and I went to smoke it. And I, I, I took two hits, and I put it out because it was so hot I wasn't even enjoying myself. I was just like, this is brutal. I'm going back to the car in the AC and going <laughs> the fuck home. I'm not even enjoying the walk today. That's saying something because I fucking love Fort Howard. But it was just not happening. It was just really hot and sticky. It was really humid. Well, so smoking
0: in the heat is also, like, the fucking worst. You well, get that, like, brain-dead feeling. The,
1: the, the, the entire experience. The moment I got out of the car and put my AirPods in, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those days. Like, I can feel it. Like, I'm just... It's everything sticky and shit, and me being an asshole, I'm always wearing my, my beanie, so that didn't do me any favors. So, yeah, it was just... It was off. But it was it was hot, but I agree. Other than yesterday, it definitely you know it'll be July next week, and we're still sitting here like, "Come on, summer," and saying something.
3: I hate summer, so I'm okay with it. I'm ready for fall.
1: (laughs) Oh, you gave me the fall. Uh, You're
4: you're one of those people.
3: (laughs) I I
1: love fall because of Halloween. That's it. it. Yeah, really. And and hoodie weather, but other than that, yeah.
4: I mean, I'm happy with. green and the flowers and everything else I get to have I get to hang out outside without freezing my ass off it's wonderful
1: yeah yeah but yeah I mean I guess I just been uh, for the most part just working I mean I I I legitimately can say I love my job because I have I can just pretty much work my own schedule and I had the opportunity to bring my daughter with me I give I gave her a little Summertime job. So she's been coming with me and helping out I told her I'd give her 50 bucks a day To just come in with me and do a couple things at each stop because I'm I'm a food vendor full-time so I just have had the opportunity to get her to come with me and I'm able to pay her and, you know, teach her. Which is
0: not a bad gig, by the way. When I was her age, I had my first job. I think I was getting paid fucking just peanuts yeah, I mean, to work it, eight fucking hours a day. It gives
1: her an, opp- it gives yeah, her an I mean,
3: opportunity. Yeah, that's great. And it, gives you guys, and it gives you guys time together too, which is nice yeah. too. So, I'm sure she loves so it. So
1: that, that's been nice. And then I, back in the springtime, I got a season pass to Hershey Park, which is about for listeners, we're in Baltimore. Hershey, PA is about an hour and a half up north. And tomorrow I'm going again, and it'll be my sixth time going there this season. So I've just been going up there and riding roller coasters and enjoying that. Uh, that's what I do in my downtime. And then, you know, I also wanted to cap this off by saying I've been listening to a lot of '80s lately. Nothing wrong with '80s. I I, I love '80s through and through. But like the playlist that I've been listening to a lot lately it has like a lot of human league drama drama the romantics REM information society Hall of Notes stuff like that just been getting those kind of vibes and I haven't been going to see the cure this Sunday night so it's all fitting you know but that's pretty much what's been going on with me I mean they're jealous you're
3: going to see the
1: cure Yeah. <laughs> how about you Jocelyn what's going on with you
3: uh, nothing much just working I feel like I, I work like Monday through Saturday. So it's normally just because I can't get like everything done during the week. So it just kind of spills over into Saturday. But um, I, you know, I do photography on the side. So I have my first wedding that I'm doing in like two weeks, two weeks. Oh, that's awesome.
1: We're, we're at.
3: So it's yeah, it's like my first wedding in a long time. Um, I honestly can't remember. I have to look it up. I think it's like Centennial Park, actually. Oh, it shit. might be. It's at a park. So I'm not looking forward. To, like, I'm hoping that the weather is going to cooperate and it's not like disgusting hot. Because,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, hot days are as good if you have like a pool and, you know, not for like working outside in the heat. So I'm, I'm hoping it cooperates with us. But I don't know. We just we've just been watching movies. We like to have lazy days in the summertime and play video games you know we're really huge gamers in my family so we're usually playing like call of duty or fortnite with the kids and- yeah, that's what
1: i did the other day i just sat back and just had left myself a lazy day and watched a bunch of movies like i watched like frankenstein Bride of frankenstein fucking Dracula, and then um french connection i watched just a, I, I marathoned like four or five movies the other day it was on sunday
3: yeah, I saw you post about it. Yeah, we had one yesterday. Um, Nola had to have a uh, tooth extracted before she gets her Invisalign. But um, yeah, yesterday we just sat around doing nothing all day. And it was like... Because I couldn't work because it was um, Juneteenth. Mm, so we all had holiday off. now. But um, yeah. And well, and it was Greg's birthday too. So it was kind of nice. Um, you know, just kind of hung out. But it was nice just like not doing anything. Just like shutting my brain off and just laying on the couch and just watching movies oh, yeah.
1: and you know it's it's rewarding so. too uh justin how you been man
2: i've been good <clears throat> oh, sorry i've been good you wouldn't know know it from that introduction um <laughs> yeah i had a lazy lazy day sunday too that's all i did like i just i, I think i got in four movies on sunday like every time i try to do something my wife was like no it's father's day and i was like all right i'm gonna take you up on it
1: exactly that's that's how i spent my (laughs) father's day because madeline was in ocean city
2: so yeah it was the first day in a while when i just did absolutely nothing so yeah but other than that just work's been crazy and we always got something going on at home so it's all good stuff but it's exhausting
1: mr jeff you
4: well, I mean, you know, it's it's summertime, so I'm in, like, event hell right now, I mean, between, like, all the endless, you know, weekend events, because it's not just us, it's like all of my friends want to, uh, you know, book parties over here right. during the summer, so we got this person's birthday, this person's graduation, you know, whatever, Whenever everybody seems to have an occasion, they always get a hold of us. You know, because we got the, the big yard, the pool, and the grill, and, you know, we're basically like an all-in-one catering service, too, so. Well, you're doing events yourself, <laughs> too.
1: You just had your, uh, your, your Yeah, big... well,
4: it, as I'm saying, okay. we're also in charity event, hell, because I'm planning the Odd Fest for the fall, and then the chili cook-off right after that, so I'm getting together music and you know production and every damn thing else under the sun for that you know so i've been on the phone with like vendors and bands and stuff like you know you know facebook contact and everywhere else emails you know so Mm -hmm. that's just it's just this is just like my nightmare time of year where there's just stuff going on all the time and just trying to relax a little bit in between You know, so, I mean, speaking of video games, I've been playing a lot of Diablo. I don't know if any of you all know Diablo 4, kid. Yes, oh, God, It's a fucking grinder, and, like, (laughs) you know, it's one of them games where you have to play it a lot, and it helps to have other people with you, because then you can just, just, you know, just team up and and just destroy shit. But the game also
0: doesn't punish you for not being there, which is what I love most about it, so...
4: Yeah, you know, you can kind of go at your own pace, but I've been kind of like I've been, I've been last couple days been really like put trying to put some time in and, and build my guy up. But you know, every once in a while you just run, you're like, there's this dude the butcher, man. And if you guys have been playing, you don't know the butcher, and this dude just shows up and he just wrecks your shit and he just pisses yeah. me off so much. And it's like I feel like I every time I feel like I'm I should I should be strong enough to take him this time, and he just owns me, like he just fucking he just, <laughs> just smashes me around. He pays. I use a necro and which is like a summoner, you know, and I got a whole army of guys that just torch everything. But like he pays no attention to them and just chases my
0: slow ass around. Yeah, I I run a um, god the fuck a rogue, which is no bueno when it comes to just one one guy. So I'm kind of need people to play with. But I've you know I've got a nice I I played Diablo two for goddamn twenty fucking years. So I mean I've got a nice crew of people to play with when I need to. So so helpful <laughs> yeah for sure
4: like if i have one other guy there isn't much that we can't like take down you know because i can handle all the crowd control in the world and just just
0: pull damage around people andrew yeah they, they did a fucking uh, a magnificent job this game though go ahead what you I was gonna, just say?
1: gonna ask what's going on with you
0: <laughs> i mean you know working playing a lot of diablo 4 like jeff was saying um been trying to get out a lot more like on my days off on saturday i'll go out with my roommate and his fiancee and their kids and um also helps my roommate is my best friend so you know we'll go out and we'll try to do different things like we went to the aquarium we went to the zoo we're gonna go to renvest eventually this summer just trying to get out and be more sociable and have a good time you know what i mean so yeah i've been i've been i've been great recently I
1: i heard you mention you went to both the zoo and the aquarium lately is that correct I did. yes which correct. one did you have it's which first, one did you like it's the more? first
0: time it's the first time i've ever been to the aquarium oh really no way get uh, the fuck out the of here that was not your first time it had to have been I, I don't remember a fucking thing about that I, I know i never really went on them really i went to the zoo on a field trip and that was the last time i went to the zoo so that was probably 20 fucking some odd years ago i don't remember anything about the zoo i've never been to the aquarium I like the zoo a lot better. I think the zoo has a lot more to offer. I think it's a much bigger area, and it's so weird. And I was talking to Scott about it. Like the zoo is in the heart of West Baltimore. Yeah, Druid Hill. It's like like a, one I of know, the you never one think of the it's fucking there. worst <laughs> cities in the fucking planet, and it's you would never ever know that as soon as you walk through those doors, you would not know that. So I enjoyed my experience. It was very nice. It was not something that I thought it was going to be, and it really I I had a genuinely good time to the point where. We made our rounds around, and then we looked at the map on the way out the gate, and we were like, oh, fuck, we missed this part, and we doubled back and went there, so... Mm. Uh Very good time. It was worth the money, too. I think we went in at, like, 10.30, 11 o'clock. We didn't leave until, like, 4 almost, so... For twenty six bucks compared to the fifty you're paying at the aquarium. Trust me, if you're picking between one of the two, go to the zoo. There you go. If you're ever in Baltimore yeah, and you're picking between the aquarium,
4: and... you always got those high dollar animals up in there, you know. It's the, all the other exhibits that they have going on and the sure, dogs but... it yes, is expensive. Yes. I used to work at the aquarium. I got got in a program, went right out of high school and like I've, I've done all the behind the scenes stuff. Like I've done like, you know, like where they like where the shark tanks are they actually have like little catwalks that go above the tanks you can't see them and it's crazy when you walk on them because there's pipes like going all through it at one point you know i'm I'm a pretty tall guy i bashed my head on a pipe and almost you know i fell and almost rolled into the damn tank (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) and that was while they were feeding (laughs) on you know like because we we were were, like while we were like still like you know interns basically and they, they they were just taking us up there. It was like, oh, this watch bunch of feeding, you know. And the guys like, you know, they basically put like meat on hooks and to send it down each shark at a time. That way, they make sure that each one gets their 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 food, you know, because
0: otherwise, yes, otherwise, they'll just fight over it. It's funny though, because when we were at the zoo, that there, there was we went into this exhibit and there was a bunch of bats in this one cave, and they're just like flying about like hundred miles an hour. It looked. And then all of a sudden I turn I turn around I'm sitting there I'm talking to somebody and then I turn back around and the guy there's a guy inside of the cat or the bat cave and he's just feeding them or whatever just getting walloped by these bats you can literally <laughs> hear these bats just <laughs> smack it against this dude's face I was like this is the worst job in the fucking world
1: <laughs> I get smacked by bat wings for a, for a living
4: you know what I miss about the zoo is the hippos, man. I was re- so disappointed that they got rid of them, you know, and it, apparently I, I check with people um, and, and, and it's because of the upkeep, you know, they, they, they need the water and they'd eat so damn much that they just couldn't afford them anymore. And that was just, just one of the bigger disappointments, It's disappointments in my life that like, you know, it's like, it's worth. I guess it's worth going down to Washington Zoo to get see them and the pandas, but like,
1: yeah, pay nothing to go in too. just got to find parking.
0: Yeah. Pay nothing. Correct. That's where we're going to go. What, in well, the that's next well, few be weeks. careful.
1: That's where they get you is parking. Because parking's like 40 bucks if you park that's in the it, zoo. That's it. It's free
0: to get in. 40
1: bucks to park. Yeah, that's where they fuck you. But <laughs> you um, still got.
3: If you have a Baltimore Zoo membership, you get parking free. We're, well, they're
1: talking about the DC little Zoo. Little I was, I, we went down there like. Five.
3: No, 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 no. If you have a membership to the Baltimore Zoo, you get parking free at oh, the DC Zoo. Oh,
1: there, there's a perk.
3: Yes. Yeah, I used to be a nanny, so we would... <laughs> that makes they sense. Had a, yeah, they had a, a membership for both, and I used to take them down the... Well, when Greg and I, we used to go every year to the DC Zoo, she'd let me use her membership for pre-parking. Andrew, it's riddle nice. me
1: this. Uh, coming from someone who has not been to the Baltimore Zoo in, like, 20-odd years, probably more than that, probably 25 at least, Um, do they still have the the tree that you go into and there's a big slide that you can slide down out of like for the, the kick uh, section
0: yeah yes and it's funny you say that i'm not going to mention names but somebody that we went with they were they were playing around and whatnot and didn't realize there was like a fucking like a side stairwell cuz there's two ways to get up right i remember there there's being two the ways the outside which is obvious and then there's the spiral stairs that you can go in from down there and whatnot. And they didn't realize that people could come off from there and they're like scared the shit out of them or whatever <laughs> That's
1: funny. All right, well, uh, let's talk film. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. All right. So the flash opened this past weekend to a measly $55.1 million. Guys, I swear to God, three or four weeks ago this fucker was tracking 130 million what happened
2: what (laughs) i read something i forget where i saw it it was talking about how off tracking has been so like broke down and i don't i didn't like reference you know fact check to, to see if it was accurate but this let's just assume it is it was saying how like all the the big movies of the year like the you know fast x and the flash mm-hmm. and i forget there was one or two other ones that were you know tracking high Jones, probably Transformers. I, I think that was one of them. yeah um and how all these movies that tracked low just way overperformed so it's just like everything's all out of out of whack it's, it's like polls like you just can't trust polls anymore and apparently right. uh tracking's going through a similar thing because i know
1: right around the time right around last friday when the movie opened i was hearing that the window was around 70 to 80 million now so it lowered it dropped and i was like okay so that's like fast x numbers hmm and then i see the total one sunday 55 million and like i did a double take because I never would have guessed that low number in, like, my wildest dreams. Like, you had the return of Michael Keaton after 30 years. You had all the hype. The hype surrounding this movie was, it came out of nowhere. I mean, I know it's been, like, ongoing, this movie, for, like, the last three or four years. And then uh, shit happened. But, like, all of a sudden, like, the hype. and I, I, I don't know. Like... Ezra Miller was he really like we were talking about him months ago in here talking about like how bad like we were taking guesses as to like you know all the shit that he was going through granted you know he piped down and has been kind of radio silent for the last three or four months because I'm sure Warner Brothers stepped in and was like look motherfucker shut (laughs) up
3: probably made him (laughs) yeah
1: but like people don't forget
4: you need to take about 20% off
1: yeah People don't forget apparently because fifty-five million—I never would have guessed this number in my wildest dreams.
2: I don't think it had anything to do with Ezra Miller. No? Frankly, I don't think people care. No, I mean it's fun to talk about, but I, in the long run, I don't think anybody really cares about shit like that anymore. What are we
1: blaming? Then? Um, Something's got to yeah, be to blame for this. This is a low number. I think
2: a lot of it is just—I think we're starting to see what post-COVID movie going looks like. I think for it's a couple of things. Think about the past couple of times that just you and I have gone to AMC around by us, which is like the, a, a big movie theater. It's not like, right. uh, you know, like the second run theater. Yeah. It's the big theater it's around the, It's here. the big multiplex. How, how fucking just bombed out that place is once you get in there. Like it, all the magic of the movie going experience is fucking gone. Like it's just the movie yeah. itself. Like, you know, like it used to be fun to go get, get your food and your drink like that not only is it just ridiculously overpriced it's a fucking hassle just to get it now like you know you got to I mean, you just order a soda, you got to wait behind all the people that ordered food for them to get their thing first. They, I agree. They just That's bullshit.
1: Oh, yeah, like That's that bullshit.
4: It was, it was so much
2: quicker when they had real, they had people real working teenagers there. working behind it. Right. 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 Now you it got a like an automated kiosk.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can't really speak on the prices because let's be real the prices have always been fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they've,
4: they've never been great. Right. <laughs> But I think you you're kind of into something there, Justin. not only that 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 part of the experience has gone down, but you also have like the the whole, you know, like how quickly movies transfer over yeah. to on demand at this point in time. It's and everybody's ridiculous. homes are
2: like pimped out with nice systems right. at this point. Like everybody's got a big TV. It's like you know, you go to a movie and you get past the the whole the lobby, which sucks now, and you get into the movie itself and it's like just people talking throughout or they're on their phone, like teenagers who don't know what movie going etiquette is and they're on their phone during the movie. It's just like somebody kicking your chair. I just don't even want to fucking bother anymore, man. I'll just stay Somebody at home. Somebody throwing popcorn. At you? A like I well, experience. They, how I how think much? there's more that factors into
4: it, though. Like because because I mean, you know, we before I heard the number because I figure you know any big release you're probably gonna get bit close to a hundred mil no matter what. So that was fifty some is, is kind of surprising. But my thing is like okay, one, it's the flash. You know, nobody really gives a fuck about the Flash. The Flash is, you know, like a side character. But the movie wasn't That's the Marvel, No, the Flash they is were my marketing favorite. Marketing DC. The movie you know, really They were
1: like, marketing okay, around you know, Superman like, more than that.
4: Not a not a not a huge deal. I mean, and then you have the whole stigma with the DC universe with, you know, like they just they just compared to Marvel, they just haven't been stacking up as, as well. You know, so I feel like people are just kind of turned off by it. Like, okay, I'll go see the new, you know, something that has Batman in it. Cause Batman's kind of like the, 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 the you know, like the workhorse of, of that franchise. You know what I mean? Like Batman movies, people will always go see, you know, and Superman, okay, probably. But the rest of the people, it's like, eh, you know, like, do you really need a standalone Flash movie? Now, nah, I'll probably just catch that at home, you know, when it comes to HBO or whatever later on down the road.
1: I mean, with everyone... Yeah, I think there's a lot of that going With on. everyone claiming how much they love Keaton and everything, where are all those people at? Where did they all... I guess they're all like us, just a little bit older, they're old. and they're waiting for it to come out <laughs> digitally, because Let's. you bring up a good point with that. So here we are as of recording. This is now where it's June 20th. Exactly two weeks from today is the 4th of July. Who all wants to bet with me? That we'll be seeing this pop up on Voodoo and Google and YouTube for digital early purchase or rental for 20, 25 bucks by the 4th of July.
0: I don't think oh, so, yeah. no. I don't.
3: I hope not, because I'm paying money to go see it this weekend.
0: <laughs> I don't think so, no. I, I do have a few things to say about so this. So I'm a little on this island? Hang
1: on, Andrew. Hang on. Let's, just, let's, let's close this conversation off real quick. So I'm a little on this island then, so I'm the only person that's betting on that? Because I'm telling you guys right now, in no, two I agree weeks, with you. I, it I, will I be on by Voodoo. That. By the 4th of July, this fucking movie will be on Voodoo, because one sure, of others up shit is going to want to reclaim What are the uh, what are the Fourth of July
4: releases? that's a holiday weekend. What's going up? What's going up against? That's the question. That's a good one.
1: Well, would you At ask? that point, you
4: might just cut your losses and like just say a hell with it because you're probably done by that point. If so there's, there's some bigger movie coming well, out, the next big
1: movie is Indiana Jones, which and really that comes sad. out next Friday.
3: No, it's June. That, June again,
0: that's that still comes a out July next 4th, Friday.
3: <laughs> oh, is it next Friday? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. my dates all fucked up. Um
1: that's the next big release in my opinion uh after that it's like the big Oppenheimer and and Barbie duel that's oh no Mission Impossible ah number one but anyway back on track here um the conversation at bay um yeah i i don't know i'm still kind of speechless that this film may only made as, as little as it did like i really it's I cannot it's <laughs> not but dude I, I see your point but in the other hand warner brothers was not marketing this movie as a flash movie they were marketing it as batman return of keaton superman um, uh, the, the the return of Michael Shannon and all that, like pretty much all those They the, should
0: market it that way.
1: That's what they did exactly, yeah. and it still yeah, it wasn't great. enough. Like, let me ask my let's let, my final question about all this is: Did DC really fuck things up that bad?
0: What yeah. <laughs> is that a serious question? Absolutely, <laughs> fucking yes. They like, fucking you know, obliterated the franchise. We've
1: feel always like talked about how bad yeah, of a job obvious, Warner yes. Brothers in DC's been, but this is like the culmination of all of it before James Gunn takes over. Did they really fuck the, screw the pooch that bad?
2: I $55 mean, if you, if you
1: million. Just, dollars, this was this is their send-off.
2: This is the bye-bye to Zack Snyder's verse. No, they still have another Aquaman movie, don't they? Dude, last that that I heard, that already, might not be coming out. <laughs>
0: Can, all right, listen. Here's my three points because it leads into the. great. Jesus. But, I said that and you just cut me off. So, listen, here's my three points, okay? Number one, and I'll start at the top Ezra Miller fucked this up. People do not want to see this film because Ezra Miller fucked all this up. I told you guys the that. Con- back in the, the controversy, in the show. The, it doesn't matter. The controversy put that into everybody's head that they don't really want to be a part of this. I'm not going to weigh on on that because I think that's the smallest of the 3 that I want to bring up. Number 2, this DC universe, it's not great. Even the even the films that people thought were going to be great, such as Wonder Woman 84 or whatever it was, like or or even Zack Snyder's The Justice League, like they they just fell flat on their face. Nobody really cares about this product. You have a product that realistically should be making billions of dollars and it is just flat out not. So when you get to the end of the product, when everybody's like, all right, th- this is big. It's got Michael Keaton's Batman and this, sat in the third, and there's a whole bunch of other things that could be spoiled, but we won't.
1: But Please don't, because I've been what's avoiding your, spoilers. What you're trying
0: to... What, you, what y'all are trying to do is just pull on nostalgia at this point. You're you're on your way out the door. You know you're on your way out the door. And you're just trying to make anything stick to the board. Now, but is fine. The nostalgia fine. is okay at best. Um... You should be moving forward. I agree. Um, And the third thing that I want to compare to, and I hate to compare, but like you're nowhere near Marvel numbers, not even in the realm, not anywhere. Even Marvel's numbers aren't the best these days. I've, I've I've said it, and that's that's the point that I'm getting at. Even Marvel's numbers and theatrical experiences these days are lackluster as fuck. So I just think that it's we're done. We're burnt out. We're in the end game now. Yes, us that were in our fucking parents' goddamn bedrooms or whatever when we were young reading comic books, hoping for this all to transpire into something. It transpired into something. And then it moved forward. And we didn't follow it. And I feel like that's the bigger problem with with everything. Like we're we're still hoping for that end game you know, blockbuster feeling. But it's never it's never yeah. gonna happen. You know, and I think that we should kind of give up on that and not compare everything to that. But even in the realm that we're in, like what we're even producing is not great. It's just not. So I think DC just needs to go back to the to to the drawing board. And I've said that for I've said that for years, man. That's what they're doing. James Gunn. Yeah. Well, let's hope that he does because. Yeah. Well. Even 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 the Flash, which is that big film that everyone was banking on. Is just doing shit numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the people that I know that have seen it have said this is one of the best comic book films they've seen they've seen since the Endgame. So maybe that word of mouth needs to dig in, and maybe it needs to transpire from there. I've heard, but mixed. I don't think it. I don't think it will. That's all I'm saying. I've heard
1: good reviews. I've heard bad reviews. So I'm just waiting to watch it for myself. Moving on then, because I think Andrew, everything you just said was a perfect little bow for that topic. So we'll end on that and um yeah so also i was scrolling through the news today and i saw that apparently julian sands still has not been found and they have now resumed the rescue party for him now this is a man who went missing was it before or after christmas was it back around the holidays january it's right after the holidays i don't
3: know who he is but i, I Googled i oh, google the story okay. just so i knew julian we were
1: sands about. but i think they I,
3: said I think they said that they resumed it though because the snow is starting to melt and now Which, they have. Yeah.
1: So yeah. okay, real quick about at
4: this point it's a recovery. I mean, let's face right. it; like they're 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 going it's, out yeah, looking exactly. behind for for his family.
1: Hey guys, I wanted to break in here to provide an update. Uh, a few days after we recorded this, uh, sadly, uh, remains were found in the area um, that they were. They had resumed the the search for Julian Sands, and they found human remains that unfortunately were positively identified as Julian Sands' remains um, a few days after that. So um, it's now confirmed that he has passed on, and of course, myself and my colleagues here at the Film Effect, our hearts and thoughts go out to his family and friends at this time, and he'll be missed genuinely good actor as uh we talk about so rest in peace julian sands is an actor um i i, I believe he's um no he's he's he looks swedish but he's english uh he was in uh, there's a series a horror franchise called warlock that he was in from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. That's where
0: I, <laughs> Warlock. That's where I remember him <laughs>
1: from at first. That was when I first saw Julian Singh. He's in
0: Arachnophobia, right?
1: And then Arachnophobia, yeah. he was in that.
2: He's a Naked Lunch. To naked Lunch.
1: And then years later, like, the last movie I saw him in was Ocean's 13. He was, like, Al Pacino's, like, tech person um, or what have you. And then the, over the last decade, he's been pretty much doing the horror circuit doing conventions and um it sucks it's 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 sad um you know I don't want to put say anything uh, because he's you know obviously still he has not been recovered or found or he's for as of this recording search party's been sent back out they he went missing back in January after going out for a hike in um like the San Bernardo Valley and um yeah just hoping for the best that's that's all you can do in this situation because i personally for one um i've always thought julian sands was a fine actor you know it's it's really hard to judge his range when you only really know him from one particular genre but from what i understand you know i haven't seen a lot of his work but from you know People whose opinions I hold to high regard have, you know, spoken highly of him before. And even on a personal level, um, from, again, him being, uh, making the rounds in the convention circuit and me knowing people personally, I've heard that he's an all-around good guy. It sucks if I've never met him before, but from what I've heard, like all the information I've gathered, he's just, it's just a sad situation and all you can really do is hope for the best does anybody else really know who Julian Sands is besides the, the films I mentioned you said Naked Lunch Justin
2: yeah that. I mean I've Peter seen Weller. a few other things that I, I can't yeah but that's that's one that always springs to mind when I think of him that and Warlock which I've never seen any of like a minute of any of those movies so I can't speak to them
1: I think there's three of them I've always seen the first two with him in it cause I think
2: are they any good Yeah, yeah. Like what? Jeff
1: just Jeff stole the fucking sound from my mouth because I was about to do the same thing.
2: And I don't mean the shit on the Julian Sands tribute. Assuming that's what we're doing. No, um, I I just like the the reason I ask isn't so much about the movie, but the fact that there are enough fans that he's appearing at at the circuit, you know, on the festival. Because I assume that's what it's for, right? On the convention circuit is for the Warlock movies, right? Well, yeah, like, yeah. Primarily. Is there any I mean, other cult and, classic kind? Like, I don't think like Naked Lunch is the sort of thing. It, I it mean, a some people classic, go and see him
1: but... for that. You know, you you yeah, never I, know. I, I, I guess I could. See I mean, there that. could be a bunch of people going to see him because they're big boxing Helena fans.
2: That's the other one. I knew there was another one. That's it. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'll bet there are people going to see him for that. I knew there was one yeah. other movie that I, so, like, knew of him from big time. Because, yes, it. it's a
1: horror yeah. convention per se, but the man has a whole range of of, of work that he's done. So, I mean, he was... I mean, his, his material goes back to the fucking mid-80s in the killing fields. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, I take it back. I want to go see him at a uh, convention now. I hope he's all right. Doesn't I was about, about to like say, it, you, okay. we got
1: to get him, um, you know, <laughs> we got to find him first. He might
2: just... Right. Like, let's hope that he's not where they think he is and he's just been like, you know, on an island somewhere.
1: Yeah, And one more movie to drop with him in it, Leaving Las Vegas. That's it.
2: All right.
1: I'm going to save this conversation for next week, so we're going to move on to uh, Stranger Things. Linda Hamilton's the next big actor to uh, join this show. You know the thing about this show? I like how every season they go... And they they because they know they're the biggest show on Netflix for the most part, and they
4: are carrying Netflix <laughs> absolutely.
1: And those fucking Duffer boys, man, they're doing what they can do. They they I got to give it to them. They definitely love their genre. Last season we got England in there. Granted, I felt his appearance on the show was really overhyped because he turns out was only in one episode. But it was still a really good appearance. Actually, what was it? Two episodes. Shit. Now I got to think back because I only watched the first, the fourth season once.
4: I mean, they were literally selling the pizzas at Walmart. So that should tell you what type of show it
1: is. Yeah.
4: That was a whole thing. Touche. You should call a number and the guy would like answer. Like, that I mean, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, and of course, you know, second season, they got people like Sean Astin and, and Paul Reiser. Third season, they got um, uh, Jake Busey. You know, so they're, they're always dipping in and getting people from the genre and stuff. And I I appreciate <laughs> Same that. Samwise
4: dad bod.
1: <laughs> was that?
4: Samwise dad bod.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. And then this season, they coming up, like I said, they got um, Linda Hamilton, which, you know, cool. I mean, it sucks that... uh. The last Terminator film bombed because I fucking loved that movie. I thought that was a legitimately great Terminator film, and I thought that she did a good job as Sarah Connor. And because that movie didn't really do anything or make much of an impact, d- did, no, everyone forgot about fucking Linda Hamilton as, as quickly as they remembered her. You know, but not the Duffers because here she is. Now she's about to be reintroduced to a whole new fucking generation, and hopefully these people, these these young bloods watching, will will find out, discover a little known movie called The Terminator. You know, check that out if they haven't already. Uh, who knows?
4: Yeah, one and two.
1: Hey man, I like Dark Fate. I really, right really did vouch for Dark Fate, the last one. I mean. I'm, I'm, I but know Tee by now it's live. It's it's funny because is old and he's still playing, you know this this Android. But they really did. They had an idea for this new one. Oh, granted, Cameron pretty much had the idea because he got a story credit for the last film. And I, I liked his idea for it. I liked what he did. I liked, I liked his input. It made sense. You understood why fucking 68 or 70 year old orange Schwarzenegger with gray hair and a, and a brushy beard is still playing a fucking aging robot it makes sense and the the, the CG work for bringing back Edward Furlong and making him look like 1991 Edward Furlong, fucking spotless That that beginning scene that opening pretty brutal has anybody ever seen the new Terminator besides just me or am I the only person here who's seen this movie? All right.
0: Negative.
2: <laughs> I saw it. I thought it was awful. All right, well. I actually like the there one. There you go. That's
0: a personal opinion. I the- kind of
4: lost interest after a certain point. It was just a shame because the up to a certain point those, those films were terrific.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Genesis lost me. I when I after that, I that's, came out.
2: See, it, I like that one only because I like Genesis. Yeah. So it's so bad. It's like it's it's fun to watch.
1: Yeah. I had no. Like fun Jaws three.
2: It. Yeah. Exactly. It's that kind of movie. I don't know. It's amazingly like jaw droppingly bad. Even like just the twists and turns it takes. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: <laughs> but how do you guys feel about her coming on the show? awesome, great for her career, could less, whatever, like speak out. I'm
3: I'm like meh. I mean Sarah Connor's character is just cringy to me. I don't know. I just I think it's stupid. I think it was overhyped and I don't know I'm not excited about her to be on this show I saw it the other day and I told Greg about it and he was like oh yeah Sarah Connor and I was like yeah <laughs> I think it
4: really depends on who she you know what character she's playing right. because I mean look look right. for Winona Ryder
2: yeah
3: yeah but Winona Ryder is great in everything I mean I don't I can't really think of like one movie I didn't like her in you know what I mean
0: I gotta think about that one Listen, I'll say I'll say yeah. this about Linda Hamilton. I'm a big Aqua Teen Hunger Force fan, so I'll quote it when I say She was an actress. It was a movie. Let's move forward, please. <laughs>
1: That's great.
0: Alright,
1: last topic from the drip this week. Kevin Smith. He likes to pop up in the news from time to time. Apparently he has a copy of the Schumacher cut. Of Batman Forever. Now this prestigious Schumacher cut of Batman Forever that's been making the rounds ever since the uh, Justice League got a Snyder cut. Now all of a sudden there's these cuts and hey, Gordon Smith, a man who's not been known to lot fans claims he has seen it, he owns it, he's in possession of it, and he will be reviewing it shortly. So I'm very curious to hear about this and and to see exactly what is included. Because from what I've heard, and up until now, it's all been hearsay. I think it's like 150 minutes long. It's like a two and a half hour cut. It's a lot darker. There's a lot of... uh, It's got a different opening. I've seen stills of like this big, like bad creature that looks pretty gnarly. That somehow is it has something to do with Bruce Wayne and his bat psyche that they kind of tamper on in the theatrical cut with Dr. Chase and his thing about bats but yeah um I mean I'm curious I'm not gonna lie I've been hearing about this cut for better part of like a decade or so ever since it was just rumors and little grumblings and stuff but uh now that it's an actual thing. If Kevin Smith owns it, there's no doubt in my mind that within the next calendar year, we'll all be watching it as well. And if that's Warner Brothers, they can do the same thing. They can put it out on Max. Or We said
0: the same thing about Friday the 13th Part 7 unrated for years.
1: What about Part 7 unrated for years?
0: I don't know. We said we had our hands on that and we've never seen it.
1: It's been a bonus feature on like every fucking copy of the Friday the 13th collection that's been out since like the last, but the, that Paramount's put out for the last 20 odd years. Man, I don't
0: buy that shit I just know what I'm talking I, I about. I buy it it's actually <laughs> on
1: there in physical fucking form you watch it. I don't it. know they just can't master it shit. because it's off an old crappy VHS. There's no actual master or negative
0: this game could be better but I get it
1: what? I mean what the fuck I you're talking about? I'm just saying I'm
0: just saying like do you think it's going to be remastered and put on DVD in like next year, correct? That's what you said.
1: Oh, no
4: doubt.
0: I I don't think so. Okay. I think it's all raw uncut footage that you're not going to do How long do, do you, think
1: with. Re- uh, movie, you think it takes to fucking remaster a movie, Andrew? Do you think it takes like know.
0: years? I, do we have an X-rated version of Friday the 13th part 7 yet?
1: It's never gonna happen because there's no negative. It fucking burnt down in the fire back in the nineties. Yeah, Radio Silence, exactly. Yeah, bet. I bet. (laughs) Schumacher cut Batman Forever. Where does everybody else stand on this? Um, everyone, everyone else can chime in. You know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely watch it. I did you 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 know, know?
1: Like, did you know this existed? Have you, or this is the first you're hearing about it?
3: I didn't. I didn't know it existed. I mean, I'm not like a big fan of Batman Forever, but um, but I'll watch it. I like I like, the, like the older Batman movies. I, li- I
2: have stuff. a
1: weird relationship with Forever. I've always defended it. I've always liked it, but it'll never be returns.
3: Who was that? Was that George? That no, was, Val, George was Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Okay. Val
1: Kilmer. Yeah. I think it's Kidman. the worst
2: Batman movie, but I'd of course I you I do. I, I like it. Yeah. You hate it. <laughs> it's it's all. It's even worse than Batman. I, I actually Batman and Robin. Like it's like uh, Jaws three. Like we were saying earlier, it's one of those kind of the Terminator <laughs> Genesis. It's like it's so bad that it's fun to I mean, watch. You're
1: also an Exorcist Part- two defender, so
2: that's right. I defend <laughs> a lot of shit like that. <laughs> no, but I gotta no, say, and I, I know. Batman returns, or I mean, uh, Batman Forever has its fans, but I—that's a lousy fucking movie. I'm sorry.
4: It is, yeah. but it's I, at the I same agree. time it's also like super self indulgent. They basically just brought in Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey and just let them go bananas, mm-hmm. just be as like crazy as they wanted to be. And it's you know, of- with the, the characters they played and. You know, it's it's so over the top. I mean, in one hand, it's 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 cheesy as fuck, but in the other hand, it's like it's fun to watch.
1: It's got a badass yeah, soundtrack. Come on, guys! The soundtrack's Seal, great. You two, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, the, kill me. The soundtrack oh, oh. is fantastic. And the soundtrack has The Offspring covering the fucking damned. So there's that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That the about
3: one with um. That was Batman and
1: Robin. That was the end. Is the beginning? Is the end?
3: Okay. Yeah. 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 I knew. I. Yeah. That's a great fucking song. But I knew it was one of those movies. I just couldn't remember which one.
1: Yeah. I had a weird music video where they're all flying around in like the air, and there's like clips from the movie playing in the background and shit. (laughs) That was weird. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Then we can wrap up that conversation at bay. Wrap up the entire drip for this week and move on to new category. Real talk. A.K.A. The Topic of the Week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Seven days are in a week. It's the Topic of the Week. So, crew, I ask you all, what makes a good movie good? What are the key factors we individually look for when watching a movie to determine whether or not we actually think it's any good? Jeff, what makes a good movie good in your opinion? Start from there.
4: Well, <laughs> um, you know, like I, 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 guess when I watch movies, like I, I, you know, as I write stuff, stories on my own, you know, I write blogs, I write short stories, I write stuff constantly. A lot of it never becomes anything, you know. it's just, it's just ideas that you know, like I have, and they just keep going, and. I look for really the writing, you know, my, my two biggest things are one, like the idea behind it. You know what I mean? Is it a good concept? Is it something that nobody else has done before? That's the main one for me. It's, it's like, is this something new? Is this something fresh? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this something that you know no one's really thought about or, or really attacked from this angle before? So that's that's the start of it. Then after that, it's all about the writing. Like, do they do it well? Like, there are a lot of films out there, like, uh, Event Horizon comes to mind. Because I thought the concept was fucking brilliant, but, like, some of the writing and the, the way it, it played out wasn't, like, the best. You know, I feel like it, it, it could, it could you could do that better, you know? Like, it's, the concept was fucking brilliant. You know, the whole, you know, z- humans are fucking around and they make an interdimensional portal that they don't understand, and it takes you to hell, you know, of all places. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, hell is one of the dimensions you can go to when you travel interdimensionally. You know, so I thought that, like, some movies have, like, a great concept and, you know, fair to, you know, poor execution, and then others, like, great concept, great execution, and everything else is just a lot of... uh, uh, borrowing you know like a lot of, of of so I mean these days so many reboots so many like oh I've seen this movie you know 15 times before but it I, I liked it better when it was called this you know what I'm saying I see that all the time like like what what was um I'm trying to think of the, the fucking name of the movie because I'm on a fucking um this get out everybody loved get out okay get out was awesome you know like it was, it was a good movie. I liked it better. It was called the skeleton key, you know, like I feel like they did, they basically take, took the same concept and, you know, and kind of, you know, it's close. It's close enough that it's like, okay, the skeleton, but did he, skeleton key wasn't a great movie to begin with, but same, is same concept, just better execution. So there's, there's so much borrowing that goes on. That's why I'm always looking for something. It's like, wow, here's something I've never seen before. And, they did this extremely well, and that's that's kind of a unicorn these days. So that's really where where I set the bar, you know, and it's, uh, and then below that, I have movies that are just worth watching. It's like, okay, this was pretty good. This was pretty interesting. The writing was good. The acting was good. You know, it, it made sense. It didn't fall flat on its face. They didn't leave you, like, pissed off when you left the theater, when you left your, you know, when you got up. Like, well, I'm glad I just wasted two hours on that. So
0: that's where I'm at. I'll start off by asking, actually, what does everybody think is the most important aspect? Would you prefer good directing, good screenplay, good performance, good dialogue? Like, what exactly does everybody feel? I guess that's more of like a group question, but how does everybody feel about that?
3: I'll, I'll go next. Um... Basically, I thought about this, too, after Ed had sent it to us earlier. And I really, like, put a lot of thought into this. Um, and basically, like, what you were saying, too, um, like, what as- aspects of a movie is really does it for you. And I, like, a-, a lot of the times it's, like, a director for me. Like, growing up, I would see anything that Spielberg made. I mean, anything. Um, and then, you know, it went from Spielberg to M. Night... Shyamalan and then to Wes Anderson anything that those three guys make I'm I'm here for it no matter if it looks good or not um I don't know I just like I always just make sure I make time to go see those movies and then nowadays you know you get over the years you know new up and coming directors and stuff like that I would say Taika Waititi like anything that Taika makes now I I don't even skip a beat I go see um also, I think a lot of like like trailers have a lot to do with like a movie that I see too. If the trailer's good and it kind of draws me in, I'm gonna go see it. But if a trailer is like god-awful to me, if something can't hold my interest for two minutes, I'm like, no, fuck that shit. You know, like I don't wanna see it. So I mean that's that's kind of like where I stand. And obviously like actors that stand out to me that, you know, I, I like i've seen in other movies and i knew that they've you know kind of proved themselves but um but that's i mean that's kind of where i am i, I mainly go for like the directors in all honestly honesty and obviously i'll see like any marvel movie that comes out because i'm a huge marvel fan so
0: <laughs> i think the best part of a movie is honestly the writing like it i will see pretty much any film by pretty much any director with pretty much any actor in it as long as the writing is on point one of my favorite films, actually, of the past, I want to say 10 years, is Mud, which I, f- I find it hard to find, like, come across somebody that's actually seen that film. It's a Matthew McConaughey film. It should be a very famous film for most, but a lot of people that I talk to haven't seen it. Mud is just a fantastic film, and it's it, there's nothing like that jumps out. There's no banger of a scene that you put up for the Academy Awards. It's not like it got nominated for anything, but the delivery the acting the writing it was just all there and it and it worked so well so i feel like the writing for me is where movies are really the make and break um drive is another one of those films where like a whole lot of things don't really happen in it but the actual like story itself and the overall dialogue just reels me in and makes me want to watch it every time so i don't know i feel like it's i yeah. feel like it's just writing for me you know,
3: I agree with that too. If it's like a story that like, you with know. With Drive, it was like again, the moodiness like said, like, of
0: that movie too. Like the
4: cinematography, like the scenery. Sure, the yeah, everything about it was kind of perfect, you right. know? Like it's, it's hard to really nail that one down because you just felt like for all the characters, everything kind of like made you like, like feel like you're a part of that.
0: Well, another example that I want to give is The Town. Like The Town is masterfully done because of the writing of it you know the, the acting and the delivery sure but like the overall story arc and how it like transpires all the way up until the grisly end like it's just done on a master class level so i feel like any film that's written correctly and has like in-depth you know i guess delivery as far as that goes is what really makes or breaks a film for me one of my favorite films not of all time but i put it in my top 10 is stand by me. A whole lot doesn't really go into that film. It's just all about the writing mm-hmm. and the you know the perfor- the performance between the actors because of the writing and the story and the, the the dialogue. So that's what really wins me for a film for sure
1: For I'll go real quick for me, um the way I usually do it, there's three main key factors, three questions I ask when I watch a movie most of the time. Does it maintain my attention? How attached am I to the plot? What's the rewatchability like? Those are the three things. Acting. That's the name of the game. If the acting's bad, the chances are I'm going to tune out. Sometimes I base my opinion on how a movie looks. You know, because I'm really big on cinematography. And that also goes with sound. Sound design is key as well in, in, in times. Especially if you're a big blockbuster movie. Which... Nine times out of ten, big blockbusters know what the fuck they're doing, and they usually nail that department. Nothing irritates me more, though, than obvious exposition dialogue. Like, writing is another key factor. I, it, this, I, I cringe with wait, when I have to be explained like, when I'm spoon-fed the plot from characters based off of just dumb conversations that aren't even realistic. Um... And then how well does the movie bring everything home? Gotta have a good ending. Ending, you know, it's it's gotta make sense. It's, it's You gotta land. You gotta land that plane, baby. And if it's a horror movie, then there's another set of factors that I watch out for. That's mainly the idea, the kills, and the villain. So, all that goes into a movie. It's like a fine stew. You know, all the all these ingredients. But, you know, I know that sounds like Makes me kind of sound like I'm complicated. Not at all. I'm a simple guy, you know. I like simple things. So, when it comes to movies, you know. It's like Jocelyn always used to fuck with me and be like, you like everything, Ed. It's not true. It's not true at all. There are movies (laughs) I I, I don't like. Certainly, there's a lot of them. I just don't like talking about them. So, of course, all the movies I love I'm going to talk about. Unless you're fucking HBO's the idol, then I will hate watch the ever loving shit out of you and fucking love it. But yeah.
2: Uh, so
4: that's not an endorsement from you, right? Fuck
1: <laughs> no. I mean, if you want to watch some really bad shit and have an okay time doing it, sure, knock your socks off.
2: So I don't have like any one or even a number of things. Like, I I just love movies for a hundred different reasons. So okay. I can like them for a hundred different reasons. Like, it, for tonight, for instance, I rattled off like three or four movies that I would consider awful, but I love watching them. You know, there's something fun about that kind of movie. Um, I, I'm more of a visual person than a story person. So, I mean, the best movies are when the two come together, but um, I'd rather see a beautiful looking movie with a poor script than something that's beautifully written, but looks like shit. Um, my interest will be maintained more by something that's at least visually stunning. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I love like high art movies and I love just like the lowest budget pieces of shit. You know, it's, it's a lot of the stuff in between that I have a big problem with. So that's why I like talking about the current state of, um, hollywood filmmaking i i don't have a lot to say a lot of times because it's just you know people talk about like the 50s being the worst period in movies or the 80s which i don't understand probably because i grew up during that period but i'm just like how can you think the 80s were the worst um i know
1: who the hell know? says that it
2: was very cool well, that's like tarantino's big rap is how bad the 80s were and it's like it, it was corporate driven i'll horse, give you story, Tarantino. I mean. But there was a ton of great movies that came out during that period. Um right. I, I think right now is the worst that it's ever been. Like, not only in my lifetime, just in the history of film. I, I just think it's at an abysmal point right now.
1: I can't say it's in the worst, but I can agree with you that it's in a bad space or a bad place. Yeah, it's, bad. it's in a bad place. I can't say it's the worst though. I mean I don't know, man.
4: At this point, you get a lot of reboots and a lot of not even that. And not just as necessarily reboots of something that already exists in in name, but like just the same concept, just getting beaten the shit, you know. Like it's like, oh, I've already seen this movie five times, it just had a different name, and the other ones were better, you know. Like this is just like I feel like people have kind of run out of ideas, and and that's unfortunate. You know, that's why I always look at the writing and if I'm looking at something new, because you know, I feel like people should be able to come out. With, with with new ideas, Absolutely. With, with something that hasn't been done yet, and instead we just go back to the classics. Okay, well we know we can make money off of this, and a studio will go for it, and I think that's kind of like where the lapse in the artist, art, in the art, it comes in because you're not, it's like you're not like trying to really break a new mold anymore. You're just like, okay, hey, well we know this this type of film will sell X amount of tickets, so we're going to go with that.
2: Right. Yeah, people have create new ideas all the time studios won't finance them that's the problem you take
1: a bomb idea to a fucking head of a studio and it could be the greatest idea ever put on fucking paper and they'll look at it look at you look at it look at you and then ask out loud what was the last time we remade a star Wars born because I feel like that's a fucking movie that, like, every... Year, an example of a movie that, like, every 20, 30 years, like, there's, like, a contract or a clause where, like, that movie has to be remade. Because that fucking movie, <laughs> there's, like, four or five domain. versions of it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is a movie that just, like, every 30 years or so, it, a new version's got to come out. Granted, that last version was a damn good one, but that's just an example of movies that, like...
4: It's a working formula, right? It, 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 like, like, like studios know it'll sell tickets.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Studios, studios aren't run by patrons of the arts. They're run by businessmen. That' so all they're they care about shills. is making money. Yeah, they're just they, like, and I'm not saying that as a. I mean, I fucking hate it, but in this sense,s I'm not even like pointing my finger and saying it. It's just it is what it is. It's just run by businessmen who aren't there to make art. They're there. They see dollars. The, yeah, exactly. They're they're there to make their company as it. profitable as possible. So I don't necessarily agree with it. It just but I sucks. It. Like they yeah they don't they don't make like mid range movies anymore. Everything no. is like meant to everything's got to make a billion dollars or it's a failure. It's just that's why I say it's just a really shitty time for filmmaking. Right, but but help me out here. What,
4: what was the series on Netflix where they like get into like they deep dive behind like a whole bunch of classic movies.
1: I mean, there's a bunch of shows. I think
4: did, I know right? what you're
2: talking about. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I'm trying to right.
3: Oh, is it the movie? Yes, yeah,
2: there it is. Yeah, and if you about? if you yeah. watch that, and it's 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 a, it's a good watch. Yeah, do wrong. Is.
4: And it, but pretty much all of the movies that you know are these super classics that, like, oh my god, like how 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 could we imagine our lives without these movies? Like 90 percent of them got shot down you know like they were just like the studio was just like oh my god this bullshit will never work like there's no fucking way that we should put money into this and they almost got shut down a bunch of times and that just goes to show you that like how how bad it is you know for just trying to get your movie out there from from step one to the theaters with, with with studios and like it's like When we talk about stuff like Home Alone, Die Hard, you know, all these almost never made it to theaters. I mean, could you imagine, like, without us having those movies? All of them have, like, entire franchises built around them. Well,
1: you take away Die Hard, you take away, like, 50% of the 90s action films that came out.
4: (laughs) I don't know. That's a bold statement. I mean, between the 80s and 90s, there were a lot. That was, like, kind of like the whole male action genre.
1: Everything was like Die Hard in a plane, Die Hard in a bathroom stall, Die Hard in, you know, a fucking guest house, Die Hard in everything, Die Hard in the you mall. You don't know Those when like you're going to Die Hard, bro. What do you want? Right
4: there. We had like all the Schwarzenegger films, you know, like Commando and, and um, Baby. Total Recall.
1: All right, you had all right, Rambo. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm thinking Stallone.
4: Tango and Cash. Tango and you know?
1: Cash. <laughs> Tango Cash. I mean, how awesome. do you
4: hate on how do you hate on the 80s and 90s action movies?
1: No, you can't. Fuck them. All right. Um so we're going to just put a pin on that conversation then and um kind of shift things over to uh trailers. We have some new trailers to discuss. So let's do that in a segment that we call Coming Attractions. Coming
4: soon to theaters.
1: I right, got two trailers this week. First one, speaking of comic book movies, Craven the Hunter.
4: My son, never show mercy. They are prey.
2: We are predators.
4: Boys, your mother is dead. She died because you sent her away. She was weak, sick in her mind. You know my business, yes? Power is about strength. If you show weakness, you will give our enemies an opening. Like his mother, leave him.
0: What happened that day? I stared death in the face, and for the first time, I saw my true self. Tell me about this hunter. They say he uses a connection with animals to track his prey. Once you're on his list, There's only one way off.
2: There's six of us There's only one of you.
0: There's six of you now.
4: Why do you hunt?
0: My father puts evil into the world.
1: I take it out. I think you're some kind of honor. You are exactly like our father. Just another man hunting for a trophy. They're murderers.
0: Isn't that what he taught us? You don't get to do that to me anymore.
3: Mr. Teglin. Mr. Teglin? Where's Mr. Teglin?
1: Oh, you're standing in him.
2: You're a goddamn lunatic.
1: Oh,
0: you just figure that out now.
1: So, Sony slew over Spider-Man villains, spin-off, an animal in each one-off, of fuck off. Please. Don't you want to know why they call me with Ryan. the right? Another one.
2: would you guys think of this? The, the first thing is, I don't know anything about Craven the Hunter. Like, I've never read you. a panel of one of those comics, so I don't know anything about. I've it.
1: known of him. Two. I just don't know like what his powers are, what he does, why I, Spider-Man I remember, hates like,
2: him. Yeah, I remember seeing covers like I, the character with the big, like the lion's mane like, right. draped over his shoulders. Right. Like, I remember that from like comic book covers, but I never actually read one. The second thing is, I I still haven't seen Morbius and I don't love those Venom movies. So, um, but I'm actually excited for this. I think, A, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's just got a crazy, like Mel Gibson energy that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, the trailer, I've read people talking shit about it. I thought it actually looked pretty cool. Like, it looks extremely violent. Um, he closes a bear trap on a fucking guy's head. Like, I'm um, sign me up. I'm there for that. Yeah,
1: I saw that and I was like, ah, oh, straw dogs.
2: <laughs> but
1: yeah, I mean, the last slew of these movies have not impressed me. And as much as I want to get excited about this movie, because I'm with you, I am a fan of, of Johnson's. And hey, we can add some fucking speckles of CG blood and call it all, all we want. And maybe it'll be cool at the end of the day. Who knows? But until I see Spider-Man pop up in these R-rated movies, then that that'll be that'll that be something right there. It'd be like see fucking Tom Holland show up and swing down for a couple scenes in an R-rated movie. I'm sure, Marvel would
2: love that. Uh, Morbius wasn't R, was it? Morbius ended up being PG. I thought Morbius was it? R. It might, it could be. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I, said, I could I be wrong. It. Shit,
1: you know. Let me look it up real quick while well, I got the trusty old iPhone. I, 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 mean, you know
2: I looked it up, and I mean, it's yeah, PG-13. I, was, I was actually. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I felt like this was the first R-rated of these movies. Wasn't uh, wasn't Logan R? Well, yeah. Logan was. But Logan was a different. hard that R, was... and it was
0: fucking one of the best comic book like films a one-off, yeah, and now, we see, also. See,
4: that's why I have. That's why I have hope for this movie because. Marvel is, this is where Marvel kind of sets itself apart from DC, is that they have, like, these ultra-violent characters. Go of the Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah Deadpool. and Kraven is one of them, you know, like the Punisher, you know what I mean? You can't have a PG-13 Punisher. I'm curious you know, to see what they're going
1: to gonna do with this Daredevil show that they're filming right now, with the Punisher, because I know Bernthal is back as the Punisher. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like like yeah, same same thing. Like you you know you you do it on made for TV where you can basically do whatever the hell you want. You know, there's there's, there's like the, the I guess the adult rating, whatever the adult equivalent is, like what is it on TV? Like TVMA. Yeah, MA, yeah. So it's it's basically the same thing, but you can you can get you can get as violent and dirty as you want, you know, with gratuitous violence and nudity and everything else. Like some some Marvel characters are really written for grown-ups and that and you you can't really uh, take all the all the juice out of the orange and then like, try to sell it to kids when when so I, th- I think it's kind of a bold statement and just on the studio's behalf that they allowed them to push an R rated movie like an R rated comic book movie because normally that's the kiss of death I mean am I right
2: No you're right because it, it's changed a little bit it, the past few years it's it's become somewhat Deadpool made it. Somewhat acceptable. Yeah,
4: Deadpool. Deadpool. Be, be, Deadpool. A lot of it was just the language, you know, and the gratuitous yeah. violence. But same, same principle. Yeah. So, but I like, bit, you know, for Aaron Taylor Green, you know, one Russell Crowe playing his dad, the villain, which is awesome. And just, and you could just tell from the trailer that it's got that like ultra-violence aspect that they made. You know, the, the character is violent and 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 primal as he should be playing that role so I mean I I got high hopes for it I just you know I'm I'm kind of excited for it actually a tale of revenge yeah So, like it's not often that you see that most comic book characters are especially Marvel on the Marvel side are kind of watered down from their original comic book version so you could sell it to kids because you know uh, you can't make you know whatever what are they at like like 14 billion dollars at this point off that franchise it's ridiculous but like they make more money off that franchise than the nfl but <laughs>
2: yeah, true
4: <laughs> yeah but somehow that's a thing and but you can't do it without the kids so you gotta you know take a little few cuss words and 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 some of the the blood out of it and then you can you can release yeah, it Not they're saying less violent it's but... give
1: and take exactly so all right well jocelyn andrew you guys want to chime in
0: not really. I'm um, not my bag. Uh, not but... a problem. All yeah,
3: right. Yeah. i I'm not interested in this.
2: <laughs> Jocelyn, it's Marvel adjacent. That doesn't interest you?
3: Nah. Uh, uh, <laughs> not really.
2: I'm
3: I I just that looked like total shit yeah, too. It's so to I'm be. I'm like yeah. I'm not I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> well, this week we also got the trailer for director Luca Guadagnino's new tra- new movie. Challengers. Wait. Oh, shit. Hi. Hey.
3: (laughs) Tashi Duncan. Just gonna turn a whole family into millionaires. Should have a fashion line, a foundation. You were incredible today. Thank you. I mean, it wasn't even like tennis, it was an entirely different game. Hey, come hang out with us later. Let me come tuck you in?
1: No, we just keep talking.
3: How often does this happen? Going after the same girl? Not
1: as often as you think. We usually have different types.
3: So you're saying I should be flattered?
2: Aren't you everybody's type?
3: Come here.
1: Which one of us?
2: because <laughs>
3: He's not in love with you. What makes you think I want someone to be in love with me? It's nice to see you lit up about something, even if it's it's my girlfriend. (laughs) Art's got his coach, Tashi Donaldson, who also is his wife.
4: I'm playing for both of us, Tashi.
3: I think maybe we're disturbed by the fact that she could have been in a someone like me. When we were teenagers
1: we teenagers hey i love you
3: i know you don't know what tennis is it's a relationship we went somewhere really beautiful together Let's go! i'm taking such good care of my little white boys i assume you planned this not this part
1: a movie I up until this afternoon knew nothing about I had no idea he was already doing another movie with Zendaya and um, I gotta say initially because I watched this trailer a couple times the first time I watched it I was getting slight Wimbledon vibes remember that movie Wimbledon with uh, Kirsten Dunst
2: Kirsten Dunst yeah
1: because you know it's not every day we get a tennis movie so um, I was like nah Luca's doing a like a rom com or, or or like a romantic something something's off and I had to watch the trailer again and I got it it, it you know it's gonna be dark. it's gonna be, be dark it's exactly it's gonna be dark and yeah, it I looks feel like super dark. I feel like this trailer intentionally left a lot out made it it's being marketed as one thing but knowing Luca and his fucking sixth sense when we get into this movie it's gonna be dark i think some shit's gonna happen in this movie because then Daya's is just going out out of her way to like do all these ultra dark roles to like distance herself from the early days of like nickelodeon shows and now the spider-man <laughs> stuff like she really is between this and euphoria like i like the girls trying to fucking get it and she's definitely doing so um you know, I'm not going to lie. She looks damn good with that short hair after, you know, years later after the accident. And they show her this, the back half of the trailer. Thought that she looks really good. Um, but I'm going to see it because I'm a fan. Um, and I'm also, you know, just, I'm curious. So come on September. I think it comes out in September, but, uh, Obviously, I'm going to pivot to Justin and ask for your opinion for obvious reasons. And yes, it is September.
2: Yeah, I was shocked to see his name. Like, I didn't know he was working on anything. So I was like, oh, well. Wow. And it didn't, like, it's it's about, you know, 40 seconds into the trailer before they reveal that it's his movie. So right. I just like, you know, it didn't, nothing in that leading up to it or even after that, like, gave me vibes. Except there's, like just one shot of, like, the camera kind of like, slowly panning in. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that looks like one of his shots. But other than that, like, it, it looks like he's... I don't want to call it mainstream, but he's making maybe his most accessible movie. Yeah, and I noticed it was I also... Mean, it depends on what it, what it ends up being, but compared to the past few, you know.
1: And I noticed that Amy Pascal produces it. I was looking at the credits after I watched the trailer, mm-hmm. and I saw her name was in the producer credits, and then also Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the music. Because they, oh, they really? they've been doing all That's of Lucas movies for the last couple years now.
2: Did they do Bones and they All? They did. I didn't remember that.
1: No, I knew. I knew. Yeah, I, mean, man, I, I knew going into it they did. So
2: that'll be less than a year. Because when would, when was Bones and All? It was like August. it was. Was it that November? November yes okay, yeah. yeah. So, man, he really he really uh, turned this one around quick. So. Yeah, because I, mean, I I'm didn't even know curious. about
1: this. I like I I no, I was did like, I. did he secretly film this? Because this movie just right. went completely under my radar, like yeah. nothing. But it looks damn good, you know. Um, definitely going to be seeing this, and uh, who knows? It, it, it could be another winner from him. So, Andrew, what do you think about this?
0: Um. I didn't actually watch this trailer.
1: Hey, I respect your honesty. We'll pivot then to... Uh, to I'll watch to...
0: the other one, but not this one.
1: All right. Uh, Jocelyn and Jeff, what uh, are you, your guys' opinions?
3: Um, I'm not interested. Let Jeff go.
1: Oh, well, no. Actually, I'm curious as to why.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just... I
1: Were you like my
2: brother when you watched the trailer? I watched it like...
3: Oh no! I did. I watched the trailer. No, I definitely did. I watch all the Jocelyn trailers. Castle does her just... homework.
2: I believe her. <laughs>
3: yeah, I do my homework. I, I, we, I take we can my trust notes. Um Just yeah, not I just I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not here for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. not here for it. I lo- I love Z- Zendaya. I think she's a great actress. Like I Euphoria has been on my you know my uh, HBO list for a while now. I'm just trying to find time to dive into it when the kids aren't around because I know it's. Yeah. pretty dark but um i don't know i just i i can't get into this i watched it and i was just like meh okay
1: fair <laughs> enough
2: respect and i would probably feel that way if it wasn't a um luca guardino yeah i can't spit his name out you Guadagnino. know and i don't
3: know who that guy Guadagnino, is so maybe you. if i knew who he was he i might did
2: he, did he did he did bones and all which just came out recently so you maybe have seen it i the the superior remake he did the superior remake. and name. uh
3: call me by your name yeah okay bones and all who, who was in that shao one? timothy
2: shao um
3: that's right okay Mark i haven't Wild seen Lance. that but i have heard i've i've heard you guys talk about it so i wouldn't mind seeing that but i don't know i just good one i'm just not i think the story i'm not really into like sports movies either like I, that's just doesn't really draw me in that much so
1: all right jeff anything you want to add
4: yeah, I mean, you know, well there was uh I'm looking at it like like okay, tennis movie.
0: Right, <laughs> <was right>.
4: just, <laughs> okay. Uh not not necessarily my cup of tea, but uh it, I, I definitely got kinda like cruel intentions vibes. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it just like kinda scene. you know, and I could see and with before you guys and I and I admit I, I have no idea, you know, about the, the director as you were you were saying. Um, but, you know, you got me intrigued now because I did get those kind of dark vibes off of it without uh, yeah. actually knowing much at all that it just had, like... It's gonna okay, get
1: like, dark at one point.
4: Yeah, like, they're not like showing me, like, what's really behind the curtain nope. here. Uh You know, and it seems like it, the, the setup seems, you know, decent. I, and even, and I, this, But at the same time, this also feels like a story that I've seen before. It could be. You know, like, I've like I've seen Savages, you know, which is, oh, um, yeah. you know, that kind of same, um, you Speaking know, of Aaron Taylor and, uh, Johnson. there's a million things where like two guys, <laughs> millions of movies, like where, you know, you want the, two guys fighting over the same girl. Right. But you now and tennis format is an interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> I see you on the court. You strange serve, backdrop bitch.
4: for me. <laughs> kind of a strange backdrop but it is a big it is a big deal all over the world and people do make a lot of money off of that i mean it is kind of a, a, a whole thing it's different so
1: as far as movies, it is go. definitely
4: different i mean you got you guys got me intrigued now because you know you, you obviously you have a lot of respect for the director and uh what, what he's put forth so oh. far so
1: all right well then that comes out in september uh, at least me and Justin will be checking it out, so... Yeah,
2: I'll be going to see it.
1: Cannot him. wait. All right. Move on to our final category, then, of the episode. Weekly Recommends.
2: What would you get for a six-year-old boy who
0: chronically wets his bed?
1: All right, we're going to go backwards. Andrew, you going to go first this week.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> My Weekly Recommend this week is Powder. Oh shit! It's a PG thirteen, nineteen ninety five <laughs> sci fi film that spans at an hour and fifty one minutes. It's got a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but more importantly,
1: who is the director?
0: It's a mysterious. It's it's
1: a <laughs> who's that director? A
0: fucking I I don't fucking know. It's you a mysterious should. albino te- teenager Jeremy Powder oh. Reed, who is played by Sean Patrick Flannery, is re- is rescued from the basement in which he lives since birth, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. However. <laughs> But the extremely intelligent Reed is not welcome into the community, so I guess it's like kind of like uh, the opposite of Frankenstein. He's not really built. he just, People just don't like him. I think this. So students students at his school fear the outsider because of his bizarre ability to harness, listen to this, extrasensory perception and heal the no, sick. I've seen the movie. I, I know. you got to be kidding me. You, you've I've seen the seen movie, the film. all right? Bet you can buy it. You can buy this, it for three dollars This on might be the first more week, importantly, it has Jeff Goldblum. This in might. It. It's
1: got a lot more than just Jeff Goldblum. It's got Lance Hendrickson It's got a bunch of.
0: That's all. Andrew, this about. might all be I the first week where we people. can
1: recommend backfire on you because. The, it didn't the director,
0: because I haven't seen the motherfucker uh, Okay, Victor <laughs> Salva is the director
1: of that movie. Just just Google ben. him anyway, or don't don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Easy. You know what? I, he's a I, I, I won't because you told me not to.
1: Yeah, he's he's a P word. And he directed the Jeepers Creepers
0: movies. That is what is that? A, is my fucked. actual recommendation though is stand by Moy. Stand, stand by, by Moy. Uh, stand, stand by moi. I kinda wanna see that version. <laughs> stand, stand, stand by moi. moi.
3: <laughs>
1: stand by Moy. <laughs>
0: Stand by me is a nineteen eighty six film. It's a Stephen King story, but I don't even think of Stephen King when I watch this film, honestly. Like that's the first thing from my mind when I sit down that's and watch this I film. It's, it's, basically, it's basically just four teenagers that are it's a it's a coming of age film where it's basically they learn about a dead body that is in the woods around them, well, around the rural it, they homes. Find it. Well they well they hear about it and they go yeah, look for true. it. So anyhow, it's just about the camaraderie between those four and how they get to learn each other as they're going upon this, you know, adventure to find this, you know, supposed dead body or whatever have you. Yeah. It's got River Phoenix, who unfortunately is no longer amongst us. Will Wheaton, which everybody should know by now. Jerry O'Connell, which, you know, is a give or take if you know him. Corey Feldman is somebody if you know 80s, you should definitely know. But more importantly, Keithor Sutherland, it's Keith Sutherland, uh-huh. and Richard Dreyfus, which I didn't even know was in that film. You know, I forgot. And that I, I, I totally forgot.
1: And you're free, you're leaving out another oh. actor too.
0: John there Cusack.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, sir. But either way, th- this is by far my favorite uh, Stephen King uh, film. I guess you could say. I like me some Pet Cemetery. Obviously, I love The Shining. But this is my favorite. Like, this goes at the top of, as far as, like, Stephen King films Whenever go. I think so about Stand By
1: why... Me, I think about the scene where they come out of the water and they got the leeches.
0: The leeches. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that scene dude, that still is always still out to me, me when I was man.
1: little. Because, like, Cinemax, when I was a boy, when I was a little boy, I used to play the shit out of that movie. And for some reason, the leeches scene will always stand out. Just wild.
0: So... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I know I I uh, recommend some off-the-chain shit, but Stand By Me is an absolute necessity. Like, top-ten film for me, easily. Yeah, it's a good yeah, pick.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right. Solid. Jeff, how about you, man? What are you going to recommend this week?
4: Well, I mean, since we were discussing Stranger Things, am I allowed to recommend a series? You
1: can. I'll allow it. All
4: right. I don't know how many of you were up on
2: From... I've, I've heard about, I've
1: heard about this. this show in the last two days. I've been hearing about it slowly, but surely sure,
2: Saturday. Somebody was talking to me about it yeah, from is
4: uh it was, you know, produced. Basically, it has a lot of people that were involved in lost. All uh they, they decided to make this show and the, the lost vibes are definitely there. And I tell you what, like when you start watching it. And it's made it's a. it's on the MGM plus network, which you could probably get like a free um, you know, file And you could probably stream the whole damn thing right I now. I didn't yes. even and know
1: MGM this, had apparently
4: there's an MGM Plus which <sighs> it used to be Epics. Yeah, which oh, I think okay, Epics changed through, their name. Uh, I got you. Yeah, you could get it through Amazon or whatever. Or if you have like, Xfinity
1: all... or Fire is one of those two.
4: Yeah, like a one week free trial or whatever, you can catch up on the entire series. And of course, it it's basically is like Lost, where there's they just throw everything crazy under the sun at you right away. And then it's, they're very slow to answer for any questions, but it does kind of keep you very engaged. And it is uh, kind of horror based, you know, right. which is, and, and I'll tell you what, like they put their foot on the gas, like right on, like seriously, right from the beginning. And you're like, holy shit. And then uh, from there on out, it just kind of keeps getting worse and worse and worse for all the people involved who are just kind of like stuck in this town that they can't get out outside and, and at it light,
1: they get attacked or something. I mean, yeah, but I've been it, seeing it's, like it's TikToks so much, on fucking Facebook.
4: It's so much involved with it that it's it, it's kind of like it's thing. the one drawback from it. I mean, aside from
1: people with the loss aspect, in their the loss
4: aspect. The lost aspect is like where they just throw so much shit at you, and you're kind of mad. It's like, damn it, just just get to it already. You know, I want to know what's going right. on, and but then they throw something instead of giving you an answer, they give you like two more questions. You know what I'm saying? So that part's a little infuriating, but it definitely keeps you in tune. But the and and, and some of the acting isn't the best. But the the story, the plot, it, it's very engaging. Like it's very uh, intense, you know. Like the, the and the scenes from one to another to another are very intense, and it's just like they're just trying to deal with this kind of like day to day in a place that you can't escape. And it's, it's 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 a good watch. It's definitely worth your time. I'm still. Uh, this is one of the ones where I'm watching it right now, and you know, and we're in the second season. And the jury's kind of still out, but you can catch up on it quick. And then I don't know, maybe we could we could discuss this at a later date and decide if it's if it was really worth the stretch or not. I feel like it may have a lot of potential, mm-hmm. or it could fall flat. It's one of those ones, like um, you know, like Game of Thrones, right. <laughs> where
1: you could go a lot of ways.
4: The potential the world,
3: how many how many seasons is there?
4: It's just two so far, and and we're still. Um, I think if I remember correctly there's like one more episode maybe two more episodes in this season in the second season.
3: Yeah, I mean Lost was one of my favorite series of all time. So if you like, like Lost, you will definitely in my will, top 3. You will
4: love this. It is it is yeah. it is very much like Lost in a different setting and very much more more scary, you know, more more horror based. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds interesting. Yeah is uh, it is definitely worth a watch
1: alright so I sat down recently and with all the controversy going on with censorship I decided to watch the French Connection for the first time ever over the weekend it's my weekly recommend hands down uh, slow burn of a movie but it made me feel like I was watching a filmmaking clinic being put on in front of me a lot of The movie itself reminded me of Chinatown in the sense that both movies follow a similar structure and that it's all about the tension being played out with an ending that doesn't reward the audience of a cliché happy ending. And For the sake of being another film, um, the, the raw visuals, the flawless sound design, the untouchable cinematography, the uncanny performances, everything about the French Connection is a reminder to me of why I love the art of cinema. Gene Hackman is, I mean, I, I've seen the man in some legendary roles, and now I've seen him in this, and it's something else, um, it, it just in Roy Scheider, so it, it, everything about this movie, I'm kind of pissed off at myself that here I am, 38 years old, and it's taken this long for me to finally see this movie, but after the way it ends, it kind of left me wanting more, there's a sequel i will be watching that very soon i have no idea if it's as good as the first one i doubt it but i'll be checking it out so maybe next week it'll be on my next weekly recommend but until then i'm here to say the french connection yes it's taken me 50 years but it was a fucking phenomenal film so it's my story and i'm sticking to not, it
2: not the sequel's not freaking so oh you know that going in
1: Ooh, and I, I also know it loses Shider, too. I saw he wasn't in the casting list.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever watched that one. The, the second one. I've seen the first one. I don't know if I've ever seen the second and one. All, and other, something else
1: that surprised me, too, about the movie is... Spoilers. The villain gets the fuck away. He dips out, and it's like, wait a minute. i <laughs> watched this movie <laughs> expecting, like, some satisfactory kind of ending or something like that. Nope. So, yeah, no, I liked it. Hey,
4: sometimes the bad guy needs to win, you know. Like, and it
1: happened here. I was f- kind of surprised. I was kind of taken back. So yeah, that that happened.
2: But yeah, hell, you know, That was movie. based on a true story. Yeah, and, it was, um, and freaking like he always tried to keep things as realistic as possible. So they probably tried to talk him into a, a happy ending where Popeye Doyle wins, and he was like, "Fuck you, <laughs> not happening."
1: Only thing Popeye Doyle got out of that whole shit was a fucking raging heroin addiction <laughs> anyway I digress that's my uh, that's my recommendation for the week like I said numerous times already um Jocelyn, Justin you two are up next who wants to go who wants to go last you wanna go? I'll go okay.
3: yeah I'm fine I'll go um I actually want to recommend um back from 1999 The Six Sense
1: um I've never heard of it good year
3: yeah yeah it's quite a year quite a year um so i um so like i said nola had a she had a tooth extraction yesterday and when we got back it was like at eight in the morning so we got back and she's like i want to watch a scary movie and i was like okay she's only 10 so there's a lot of things i don't want to expose her to right away but i feel like m night movies are pretty pretty good um I guess like gateway movie into like you know those kind of twist and turn horror movie type things and they're they're pretty mild for yeah, the most gateway part movie, um, like you said yeah 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 um i forgot that the guy shot himself in the beginning but i was just like Oops. oh yeah but
1: you know <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> it's been a long time
1: um, since excuse I excuse me
3: i also forgot he that was a guy
1: Wolverine has too. a name just Donnie.
3: i just said i forgot he was too. yeah tiny
1: anyway ways. so
3: um you know this movie came out when i was uh no yeah 14 years old so i hadn't gone through a lot of like life lessons and you know i haven't really gone through a lot of shit um since i had seen this movie but watching it as an adult i did just see this movie in like a totally different light um especially Losing My Mom, it kind of hit home for me, too. Any kind of movie that, you know, talks about, like, you know, a parent dying and stuff like that kind of, you know, is, like, a soft spot for me. But, um... Tony Collette's fucking role in this movie is, like, fucking phenomenal. Um... And, I mean, and not to slight Haley Jo Osment, because he was a kid, and he was fantastic in this movie, as, you know, as well as um, Bruce Willis. But, um... I just... There's so much feeling, especially in that last scene with him and 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 um, Haley Joe Osmond, Tony Collette and Tony Colette and Haley Jo Osmond in that last scene in the car when they're you know he's like talking to her and stuff. I was just like I was bawling my eyes out, like to the point like Nola looked at me and she's like, "Are you okay?" And she came over and gave me a hug, but like I just forgot how emotional this movie is. I mean, it's it's got its jump scares and you know it's it's definitely. A thriller um but it's like it, it really tugs at your heartstrings too and and i forgot how much it did that and me being you know immature you know teenager at the time watching movies as an adult especially experiencing them like getting to show them and i'm sure you you know this um justin and, and ed being able to like show your kids movies that you watched when you were younger and stuff too um and then just seeing it in a different light um But I I love this movie. I feel like this is um, the movie that really put M. Night on the map as far as his career. I know he did one before this, but um, called Wide Awake. But, you know, obviously, I think The Sixth Sense, I See Dead People is like the, you know, that's really what to me is like M. Night's like breakout movie.
4: Um, oh, after this, they one. kind of inter-
3: introduced him for to everyone.
4: So. After this one, studios were just ready to throw all the money at M Night for anything he had going on.
3: and I'm glad they did. Yeah, because you
4: got all these great movies.
3: Yeah, and he's he's ever since then he's been one of my favorite directors and writers um, of all time. You know, Signs freaks me out. It'll be a while till I show and all of that, but. Um, <laughs> But I, I love this movie. I think it's great. I think, it, you know, Haley Jo Osmond as a kid doing this movie was just phenomenal. And like I said, Tony Collette, I just, I saw her in a totally different light when I watched this movie, especially, you know, being a mom, trying to protect your kid and understand them when they're going through stuff too. So, um, yeah. So that's my my weekly recommend. I feel like anybody who hasn't seen it, go see it. Obviously, all of his movies has twist. I'm not going to tell you what the twist was, but you know it's 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 a great movie great movie
2: yeah it's, i just rewatched it like a month and a half two months ago and and i hadn't seen it since not long after it came on home video originally so yeah. you know we're talking 20 plus years and um it was you know i was like oh that movie was okay i don't see why everybody's making a big deal out of it but like you said jocelyn i think just with the high you know being older um and looking at it that way and, obviously knowing the twist and, and the legacy behind it at this point so i just kind of watched it just as just for the filmmaking just to see like how good the filmmaking was and it's for
3: re- right and then and you kind of pick up on things right. after you've seen it i mean yeah you've but probably you probably pick up on more time. as yeah but as like an adult right you're just like oh shit, you know yeah.
2: like the color red and i i heard about this I i think i'd probably pick up on it but like the color red is always supposed to be like have something to do with the ghosts like there's always a ghost around with the color like that's why that door or or the color red repels the ghost something like that i forget now what it is because that door Mm -hmm. handles red and bruce willis can never open the door to the basement um yeah but yeah it's it's a well done movie i've come around i i didn't get his work at first and um Oddly enough, it's the happening is the one that brought me around. The one that everybody hates. I'm like, are you guys watching the same movie I am? This movie's fucking awesome. It's like,
3: oh, I love, yeah, I love that movie. movie.
2: (laughs) It's silly as all you know as fuck, but that's part of what's so good about it. Like, I just think it's a very funny movie. I think people are like misread it. um, (laughs) The plants are coming to get us. (laughs) It's just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody talks like the scene where he's talking to the plastic plant is like that's one of the worst scenes ever I'm like no it's like you don't like that's funny like that's he's a dipshit like even though he's a a teacher he's a dipshit like I don't know I just I love that movie but yeah I've gone back and like I I need to like rewatch everything I I like the lady in the water which is another one everybody hated again it's fucking silly but there's something just entertaining old old is batshit old is one of the craziest movies I've seen (laughs) but i had so much yeah fun. it'll be
3: a while till so i'd show her that one yeah i think so i think, I think i'm that,
2: though
3: i think i'm gonna show her the village next because that's that's definitely like my <laughs> you know up there so but it, but it's it'll be good though because at the end i'll be like see there's nothing to be yeah, scared right. <laughs> of.
2: <laughs> so
3: oh yeah your turn oh it's yeah here.
2: it's me okay um so I, I watched these I, i'm gonna cheat a little bit i'm gonna do two movies but it's it's a double feature you got to watch them one right after the other um a couple of weeks ago i finally watched pearl um i had seen x or you know last year um and they've been playing them both back to back on showtime a lot recently so I, I finally caught up with pearl um it's it's good like i both of those movies i like both uh, pearl and x are good standalone movies, but I think they work a lot better when you watch them back to back as one like three hour long movie. Um, there's all these little kind of references and little offhand things in X that directly reference Pearl. So it's kind of, it's cool in that regard. Um, You know, Ty, I know Ty West is like, people have their opinions about him. I, I think he's very much like, I don't think he has a lot of original ideas. He's very much into like uh doing um tributes to the like old genre movies that that he grew up on, which is fine. I you know, he does a good job of it. Um but I I don't think he's a very original filmmaker, but he he does the, the pastiche movies very well. So um it is it, have you seen Pearl yet? I know there was a time where you still hadn't seen it. Ed's not here. All right. Anybody else did, seen did either, it either up again? of these? Yeah, no, He's having bowel troubles tonight. <laughs> uh, have any yeah. of you guys seen <laughs> either, either of these movies?
3: I saw X, and I I think you guys remember my opinion. Yeah, you were it. Like was it. terrible. <laughs> I'm not opposed to seeing Pearl because it's it definitely seems like it's like a different <laughs> story type thing. But um, I don't
0: are they know. all part I'm, of the same I'm, universe, I'm, yes. or yeah. what's up with that? Pearl's, yes. are pre- yeah. Pearls
1: are prequel a, sequel, a prequel to X X came right? out first yeah. and then at the end of X there was a trailer at the tail end like a post credit scene for Pearl and now there's Maxine which is going to be the conclusion to the trilogy that comes out later on this year or, or sometime next year one or the other Fair hey, enough.
2: have you seen
1: I Pearl yet? It. no I haven't gotten around to it sorry
2: haven't got around to it. Okay. No, not yet. Yeah, okay, I so was just saying, if you watch them both back to back, they they each individually play better. That's what I'm
1: gonna do. Um, watch them back to back. For
4: for someone yeah. like me who's never even heard of this, what what what's the general gist of it?
2: Well, X came out first, and it's set in the 70s. It's like a Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, it's a massacre. slasher. It's sort right of um, slasher film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's like they go to. It's like this this film crew who's filming a porno go to this farm and just make you know make a porno at this farmhouse and they end up getting picked off one by one by the people who live at the farm sort of thing and then x i mean um, pearl is a prequel so the old lady who lives on the farm we see her story when she's a young woman and kind of get it gives you the backstory on how she got to be the way she is in x so yeah they, they just they work really well together
1: all right, well, sadly, we have got to wrap up and bring this episode home. But before we do that, I've got to handle some business and remind everyone about the never ending collection of Film Effect content that can be discovered over at the archive on our website, thefilmeffectpodcast.com, as well as all major podcast platforms. You're also going to want to make sure that you're following us on Facebook and Twitter if you're not already. The Film Effect Podcast on Facebook, at Film Effect Pod on Twitter. And if you have a second to spare, you know you do if you're still listening, then let us know what you thought of the show. You can handle that on Apple, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, directly on our website, pretty much anywhere. This past week on The Film Effect, we celebrated Pride Month by talking about Liberace's biopic Behind the Candelabra on the film's 10th anniversary. A lot of topics, a lot of conversations were had in that episode. It was a good one, so check it out. And then we'll be celebrating the fourth by calling out Wolverines on our Red Dawn episode eighty-four. Not that sorry, I excuse for a remake. And as we bid farewell, farewell, as we bid farewell, I'd like to personally thank my four co-hosts for all they do, and of course, for all of our listeners for staying true. And until next time, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Jeff. I'm Justin.
1: And that concludes another episode of viewer cast
2: cut and print.
1: Thank you, bye.